You're tuned in to the One Life Podcast. Where we provide you with the people and discussions that will enable you to develop the principles, virtues, and mindsets required to take full advantage of the one life you have to live and to live a life that will outlive you. Now, here's your host, Army officer, ultra marathon runner, professional coach, and speaker, Devin Rodriguez. Hey, everybody, we're back in action. We're back in action today as we talk about episode two of our four part series for April, which is creating your future where we're talking about everything, creating your future, creating the future that you want for yourself. Not the future that somebody else wants for you, not the future that society wants for you, not the future that your mom wants for you, but the future that you want for you. And in the first episode of this this four-part series, we discussed laying the foundations of your future. And we talked a lot about a little the basics and what that would look like and how you can implement those things to live a a more impactful and fulfilling life. But today I want to talk about how you can live a life that will outlive you. I made a podcast uh, entitled Jesus Has Risen. I think it was episode 36 to 37, and it was on Easter Sunday, matter of fact. And the last point out of five points that I made in that video was this. The grave is not your final destination. Because when you look at Jesus, what many people viewed as the most horrible thing of all time, Jesus being nailed to a cross and being killed, was only the beginning of Jesus' story. And in a similar way, I'm not saying that you can resurrect from the dead, because I promise you, you can't. But what I am saying is that you could live a life that even when you die and move on to the eternal life, your life will still be relevant here on earth because of the impact, contribution, and the way that you left the earth. It was just a better place because of you. You can live a life that will outlive you. So today I want to talk about that, how you can create the future you want by beginning with the end in mind. Stephen Covey, who's probably one of my top three favorite personal development, personal growth authors of all time, talks about in his book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, he talks about beginning with the end in mind. And to illustrate exactly what this means, I want to tell you about a movie. And this movie is called Tuesdays with Maury. In fact, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's about this old man named Maury. Now, Maury was a college professor, and he he was absolutely adored around town. He was just one of those professors that truly cared about his students and would go above and beyond to see any of his students succeed. Have you been there? Because I have. I wish I was there more. But anyways, he had this one student named Mitch, and Mitch and Maury were great. Maury was his teacher, his professor, his mentor, and Mitch learned all these lessons from him. But as soon as Mitch graduated college, he went on to live this busy life that most of us tend to live. I believe he was a sports journalist, and this job took him all across the globe. It took him all around the country, and as a result, his relationship with Maury just dwindled and it just went to nothing. Why? Because he was so caught up in the rat race of life. Well, Mitch is watching the news one day, and he sees that Maury is on 
the news. And he goes, oh, that's my, oh, that's my old college professor. And he tells his friends to watch with him. And finally, he's watching and he notices that Maury was on the TV because they were paying tribute to him because he was dying from ALS. And when Mitch saw that, his heart dropped. And in that moment, he noticed that the man who had given me so much and mentored me and taught me and really enabled me to become the man I am today, I forgot about him as soon as I went into the professional world. And Mitch says, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm going to go and I'm going to meet with Maury. And what the rest of the movie is about is that Mitch and Maury spend every Tuesday together and Maury teaches Mitch a lesson about life every Tuesday up until the day he dies. And it's a fabulous movie. It teaches you so much about life. But the scene that I want to bring up to you today goes a little something like this. So Maury, it was a Tuesday and, and Mitch was going to visit Maury and he walks in Maury's door because Maury didn't answer the door when he knocked. So he walks in and, he, and Mitch hears all of this, this laughter and these giggles and all of this hooting and hollering and his singing. He hears all of this stuff going on and he's looking around like, what's happening? So he walks into the kitchen and he notices that everybody is singing around Maury. It was his grandchildren. It was his nephews, his nieces, his children. Everyone was there. So finally, Mitch turns to one of Maury's daughters and he says, hey, what's going on here? And he says, oh, Pop just wanted to attend his funeral. He said he didn't want to wait to see what other people were going to have to say about him. And Mitch looked at her with a curious look and what the heck? This guy wanted to attend his own funeral to see what people were going to say about him? But of course, Mitch being a big supporter of Maury, he joined in. They had a good time. And then finally, Maury says, oh, Mitch, I'm so happy that you were able to come to my funeral. And, and Mitch goes, but you're not dead. He says, I don't want to have to wait until I'm dead for, to know what people will say about me. And why do I tell you this? Because Maury didn't want to wait until his death to see what people were going to say about him. And in a similar way, we can use that tactic that Maury just showed us to live a life of impact, contribution, and fulfillment. Because I want you to think about this. You go to a funeral and all of a sudden you walk up to the coffin and you notice that it's you in the coffin. And as you notice that it's you in the coffin, now I want you to start to think that you're no longer there in the first person, but now you're in the third person as a fly on the wall. And now you're looking around at what everybody's saying about you. What were the values that you held? What were your virtues? What were your principles? What was the impact that you had on society? How did you show people that you love them, not just tell people that you love them? How did you help those and give a hand up to those who are most marginalized in society? How did you mentor, coach, and develop others? How did you lead? How did you lead yourself? Because the reason why I even bring this up in the first place is that the only way to live presently and to make an impact now is to think how you want to be remembered later. But so many of us are so short-sighted and we think of how can I get instant gratification now without realizing that it's the instant gratification that will lead to long-term regret. It was Jim Rohn who said it this way. He says, all of us have to suffer from one of two pains in life, the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. The only difference is that discipline weighs ounces and regret weighs tons. So as you look at your life and your goals and you start to build out this future of what you want it to look like, I challenge you to do this exercise, attend your own funeral and think about what, were, what are the things that people are saying about you there? 
because they're not going to be talking about your job. They're not going to be talking about your money. They're not going to be talking about your house. They're not going to be talking about your cars, but they are going to be talking about the impact that you had and the legacy that you left. And in a similar way, when you try to build out your future, you want to build a future that is predicated upon the legacy that you want to live. So I ask you, what do you want people to say at your funeral? Please do me a favor. Do me a favor. Think about that. Because once you start to think about that, you start to discover who you really are. And number two, you start to discover who you really want to become. Because now you have a better understanding of your values, virtues, and principles and where you want to go. Not based off what society wants you to do, but be, but based off of who you want to become, and more importantly, who you want to be remembered as. So think about what is the greater contribution that I want to have had on this earth when I die, when I'm no longer here. How will my life live on after me? How will it? That's a great, great question for you. It was William James that once said that the greatest thing that I've realized or the greatest way to live a life is to spend it on something that will outlast it. The greatest way to spend a life is to spend it on something that will outlast it. Spend it on developing that legacy that will outlive you, right? Live a life that will outlive you. You got that? So that's the first question for today. What do you want people to say at your, at your funeral? Because once you do that, you gain, you gain clarity on the impact that you want to have. And then what you do just becomes clear because now you're starting to do the internal discovery. Once you do the internal discovery, the external discovery becomes so much easier. So number two, don't focus on making a living. Focus on how your living could make you. You know what cracks me up, and, and it's, it's really just the society that we live in today. We're always asked, what do you want to do when you get older? What kind of job do you want to have? Where do you want to live? What do you want your career to be? What do you want your profession to be? What kind of car do you want to have? We're asked all of these what questions, and it makes people spend so much time trying to make a living or trying to discover how they can support themselves and their families instead of spending time discovering how they're living their very existence, the fact that they are here with a God-given plan, how their living can make them. The fact that you are here listening to this, watching this, or even in this space with me mean that you have a, a plan that was given to you by God to fulfill, but you can only discover that plan once you look within once you discover how you're living, your essence, your being, your breathing, the person you are, how that can make you, not a job, not society, not what the world thinks, but how you can make yourself, how you, how you're living, your very essence could make you. Stop spending time trying to make a living and start spending time discovering how your living could make you. It was Miles Monroe that once said, don't die old, die empty. That's the goal of life. He says, rob the graveyard, rob the graveyard of your dreams. And then he goes on to say in a beautiful way, he says, when you go to the cemetery, disappoint the graveyard. Because most people go to the graveyard and the devil's there smiling, saying, I won. You didn't live God's purpose. You followed the crowd. See, we have two options in life. 
Number one, you can either follow God's purpose. But if you don't follow God's purpose, you're going to live the devil's dream. Because the devil is doing everything that he can each and every day to get you to stray away from the person that God created you to be. Distractions, bad relationships, negative thoughts, bad situations that seem catastrophic, failures that seem like they're going to take your life over, hiccups in the road that you view not as hiccups, but as total destructive measures that were put in front of you, not to challenge you, but to destroy you. The devil is working, but it is only when we follow God's purpose and we constantly are on a pursuit to figure out how our living could make us that we can actually live a life that will outlive us. Life isn't about you. You know, our time here is finite, but the impact that we can have is infinite and measured only by the hearts and minds that we have touched and loved. So your life is not for you. Your life is simply a vehicle through which you have the ability to inspire, transpire, educate, motivate, and just change the lives of those around you. Because once again, what will people say about you at your funeral? So it's funny because I was talking to my, my mentor, Les Brown, and I said, sir, listen, there's no way that I could ever repay you for what you're doing to me, coaching me, taking me under your wing, sir, I can never repay you. And he says, Devin, repay me by impacting the world and changing lives. I felt that in my heart. I felt it in my veins. Why? Because by doing that, your legacy, his legacy, my legacy never dies. Because if you impact one person, you, you may very well be impacting generations to come because word of mouth travels. And if you impacted one person, chances are they're going to impact somebody else because of your impact and the cycle just continues. It's a beautiful thing. There's a great quote by a man named Roosevelt Skerritt in which he says, what we have done for ourselves alone dies with us. But what we have done for others and the world lives on and is immortal. It's not about you and I. It's not about us. It's about how we can use ourselves to impact the world and impact others. So when you create the future and you think about your vision, the only way to self-actualize is to live for a purpose higher than you. What will that purpose be? Number three, number three, this, oh, we're getting, we're getting good. You're thinking about your purpose and I hear you, I do but I don't have the gifts. I don't have anything that can impact the world. I don't have anything that could make the difference that you're talking about, Devin. Well, I need you to do something for me. I want you to start thinking about your gifts. What are you talented at? What have you always been good at? What do you love to do? And I understand if you have a poor self-image, which is pretty typical in our society today, I know that I had one for the longest of times, you need to go and ask people around you whom you trust and love, what are my gifts? Because it is your gifts that will enable you to live a life that will outlive you. Why? Because your gifts were given to you by a higher power, whatever you believe in. Your gifts were given to you so that you can use them to benefit the world. You can use them to inspire the world and to leave it a better place than you found it. But if you walk around with the poor mentality that I'll never be good enough, 
I wish I had somebody else's ability. I really wish that I could do what they do. You'll never achieve anything. And I got some bad news. Zig Ziglar put it this way. He says, you will not do a damn licking thing with another person's ability if you're not willing to do anything with yours. So what are your gifts? Rather than comparing yourself to other people and by doing that, putting yourself down, why don't you realize that you, you were given your own unique gifts, talents, and abilities, but you've been neglecting them because you've been comparing your worst qualities against somebody's best qualities. And that, my friends, is an injustice because there's beauty within you. But if you don't look inside of you, you'll never be able to identify that beauty that lies and lives within you on a daily basis. Instead, we say things like, why can't I look like them? Why can't I be like them? Why can't I talk like her? Why can't I talk like him? Why can't I speak like him? Why can't I run like him? Why can't I do this? Why can't I do that? Why can't I? Instead of asking ourselves, you know, I might not be as talented at that, but what can I do that makes me special? Because when you identify your talents, your gifts, that is when you can use them to change the world forever. So I ask you, what are your gifts? Write down three to five gifts, things that you are talented at, things that you love to do, things that you know you do well. Identify those gifts, and that's how you can use those gifts to leave a legacy of impact, contribution, and fulfillment. Now, I just want to end on this. This wasn't even on my script, right? I have a little script that I have little bullet points of what I'm going to talk about. But this thought just came to me. And that's the difference between happiness and fulfillment. There's a big thing in society that you got to be happy. You got to be happy. You got to be happy. I don't believe that because an alcoholic drinks beer because it makes him happy in the moment only to bring him remorse and grief in the long run. You see, we, happiness is something that comes and goes, but fulfillment, fulfillment is something that never leaves us. And the only way to be truly fulfilled is to do something and live for a purpose greater than you. So don't go on the happiness pursuit. Go on the fulfillment pursuit. Because if you chase happiness, you'll never get enough. But if you try to go and live a life of fulfillment, you'll live a life that will outlive you. I thank you guys for being here. And this was good. So let's recap it real quick. Number one, the question that I need you to ask yourself, what do you want people to say about you at your funeral? Because once you discover that, you get clear on your virtues, values, and principles and how you want to live your life. And then out of that, your vision, your mission, your goals become clear. Number two, how can your life outlive you? How can your living, right? How can your living make you? So many times we focus on trying to make a living instead of trying to discover how our living could make us. So how can your living make you? And lastly, what are your gifts? What are your three to five gifts that were implanted in you, uniquely chosen by the Lord or whomever you believe in? What are those gifts and how can you utilize them to change the world? So let's keep rocking on because we got a future to create. I don't know about you, but I'm excited and this is how we do it. So I thank you guys so much for being here and let's keep going because we only got one life to live. There's no time to wait. So we got to act now. Thank you for listening to the One Life Podcast, where we discuss how to live a life of impact, fulfillment, and contribution. If this added value to you, please be sure to subscribe to our show, leave us a review, and share our show with a friend. And that will enable us to touch even more lives. 
For more of us, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at One Life Podcast. As always, you only have one life to live. There's no time to wait. Act now. Now.